that's what's happening here. There's a loophole where they can get some fair trade coffee with commercial coffee. They can call it all fair trade coffee because it's mixed in with fair trade coffee, but they pay commercial prices for it. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapperford Friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is episode four of a five-part series. And in this series, we're talking about the power that green coffee buyers and traders have on the economics of sustainability in the coffee supply chain. Now, in this episode, we're going to talk about something that I know nothing about, and I'm excited to learn from you, Belen, because we're going to be talking about combos, right? Correct. Yes. So tell us what combos are. And again, during my trips, um, specifically to um, Latin America, I evidenced um, the terrible impact of uh, the so-called combo. Okay. Uh, Purchases of certified coffees, uh, specifically organic and certified certified coffees produced by small holders. Okay. Uh, so, so what is a combo uh, purchasing system? It's, um, it's easy. Industrial importers, traders, roasters, brokers, uh, have set up a system of purchasing combination of certified coffee. Which it doesn't sound bad, bad because when you talk with um, a, a coffee producer organization, they, they always present a mixture of um, um, FDO, I mean, organic and fair trade. Um, they manage their differentials, uh, some qualities, uh, um, and, and they have this portfolio of uh, multiple choices. But um, the, the issue is that um, maybe this uh, uh, coffee quality, coffee that is produced, well-produced and with a certain quality criteria and certain standards, and um, it's, it's a certified coffee, is treated as, as conventional. So in, in, in the conventional trade, the, there are no rules. It's, it's, it's mostly an opportunity. I mean, it's, if there's some coffee available, if there's the volume, the right volume, I just buy it um, with a the certain or huge discount. So in all the effort, I mean, sustainability, I, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about them, environment, economic issues, human issues related with, with coffee, the quality that it, this coffee is produced is just blush out and um, it's not taken into account in the, in the final contract, in the final price. Friends, World of Coffee Dubai is back in 2024 and I am proud to announce that the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward will be the official podcast partner for World of Coffee Dubai for the second year in a row. The Roasters Village will be a one-of-a-kind destination for all things coffee. As an exhibitor, introduce your artisanal roasts to an international audience and gain valuable insights from their perspective. Visitors, immerse yourself in the celebratory coffee culture experience by sampling exclusive cups 
poured with passion from cafes worldwide and absorb insights that will elevate your own appreciation of all things coffee. Whether you brew coffee or just love savoring a fine cup, this event gathers the global coffee community under one roof in an amazing city. Join us at World of Coffee Dubai in 2024 at Dubai World Trade Center from the 21st until the 23rd of January. Tickets are available at dubai.worldofcoffee.org or you can contact us on social media for any questions that you might have at mapforward.coffee. Get your tickets now, folks. Come see the podcast being recorded live and we hope to see you in January in Dubai for World of Coffee. And, and I evidenced um, a smaller, a smaller producer organizations is up for combos. And as I said, they have no bargain power. It's, it's just a take it or leave it. The, the margins generated by these combos do not cover cost of production and the economic impact of, of course, this organization is, is, is huge, is negative. Uh, they, they don't have enough money to, to, for the next, um, production cycle. They, they are still need to borrow from any, any available institution or right uh, or and maybe the 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 coyotes <laughs> you know that uh, in coffee there are also coyotes right so it's, it's people that are just having some money available and they just are selling their coffee to the the high b right. and they are lo- local entities or people and the opposite is with larger organizations uh, specifically in peru and again, they manage a range of prices. They, they negotiate their portfolio and, um, and maintain an average price. But they also have that top, uh, a limit. Right. Of how uh, low can the price can be? So it's, again, it's, it's not bad that they, these organizations are selling a mix of, um, a mixture of, uh, fair trade, organic, rainforest alliance, uh, any certified coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, because um, at the end of the year, these organizations present a surplus um, that is distributed among uh, all the producer members. And um, so because they are well-known and, uh, and they have long-term relationship with buyers. So, so the issue is with this, these small uh, producer organizations that are just appearing and trying to compete in the market. And this system works because it, they, um, all these small companies, these producer organizations, small or big, they, they just need to operate and try to navigate with this new system of, of buying. So it's, um, um, most of the people that I, that I work with, um, were, were communicating to me that, um, uh, luckily, Nobody offered them this kind of um, purchase system in their entire life. But is and, this new? Some... Sorry to interrupt you. When you say that, is it new? Is this combo buying new? It, it is. It appeared probably, I would say, in 2018, 2019. And uh, maybe somebody w- was really brave enough to raise 
their hand on on the producer side and and just denounce this this way of um um of purchasing. Okay. And um, yes, I w- I want to make sure that I understand it correctly. So combo buying is when a trader is buying coffee from one of these certified organizations, and it's a combination of the certified coffee with commercial coffee together. Is that correct? Uh, correct. And uh, because of this certifi- certified um, product. To get clearance. Uh, of course. They, of some kind, right? Like they get to say, oh, this is, certif- this is a fair trade certified coffee, but it's not 100% cer- fair trade certified coffee. It's a proportion of fair trade certified coffee that they've purchased to cover up the fact that most of their shipment is actually commercial. Is that right? Correct. And um, That's even the though problem. there's a 10% of certified coffee in that container, all the container is treated as and valued as, as commercial, as you're saying, as conventional coffee. Right. So, so all the premiums, all the... Uh, oh. It's so, the minimum price that they are supposed to get um, producers are supposed to get for these certified coffees is not getting back to producers because it's treated and negotiated under conven- conventional uh, terms. So uh, there's a part of it that I think that I missed. So if let's say that the contract has a fair trade and commercial coffee in it, is the pricing set at the commercial coffee or at the fair trade coffee? For the combos, for the combo, um, purchasing is is said as commercial. So this is the problem. They're getting fair trade certified coffee at the price of commercial coffee. Correct, correct. And and you know these prices could be just uh, fixed at with a huge discount, taking into a consider uh, taking into um uh, cost of sustainable production. Anything, anything is is is. It's, it's just fixed by the power of um, purchase of these huge organizations, these huge multinationals, mm-hmm. and the willingness of um, maybe these uh, producers who are just who are, just want to um, sell their coffee no matter because what because they're desperate because they are desperate. Um, so. So the intention today is to help the industry to address this concern and um, raise um, maybe a sort of a, a, a commitment with uh, their partners at, at origin. Uh, yeah. Sorry, when you say that, um, it sounds like the people who are doing this are not the kind of people that like they figured out a loophole, right? That's what's happening here. There's a loophole where they can get some fair trade coffee with commercial coffee. They can call it all fair trade coffee because it's mixed in with fair trade coffee, but they pay commercial prices for it. Um, These are not the kind of people, first of all, who are going to operate in specialty coffee by the sounds of it. But uh, what it sounds like is what I want to know is what's going to incentivize these people 
not to continue to do the combos? How do we stop that from happening? Um, I know we want to educate people on the fact that it's happening, but um, what's going to be the thing that's going to stop them from making it happen? Not having uh, the, the, the offer. I mean, not having a coffee available for, for, for them. Um, and just bring coffee to, to roasters who, 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 and they don't know where this coffee is coming from. So it's, um, it's mostly, um, tidying them somewhere in the middle or in the sky is saying, you <laughs> said, we're not selling to you and buyers, we, we are not buying from you because we, you are not telling me the origin. You are not telling me the right price. Um, you are just providing maybe the, a certain flavor that I asked, but uh, you are not, uh, you're not providing more information that I really want to, that my consumers are asking for. And, and producers, the same thing. Um, uh, uh, this is coffee produced under these standards. Uh, these are my cost of production, bringing those numbers to the table and, and, and having a kind of a bargain power and saying, this is what my coffee is. Uh, 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 this is the price of my, my coffee. And I can't, you can pay me less than, than this. So it's, a. Uh, it, it works bo- both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it, and again, transparency and traceability. So it's, uh, even though these traders could manage good systems, I mean, a really sophisticated softwares, mm-hmm. uh, blockchain, but, um, but no, if uh, the blockchain doesn't, uh, doesn't operate well, efficiently, if, um, both sides, I mean, uh, producers and final buyers, they don't enter the right data, right? Because the blockchain is, is, is fitted by it requires every single that. actor in the supply chain. Yeah. Otherwise, it will be suspicious information. So, so yeah, just leaving them behind. Um, I know, it, and there's another issue, right? Certified coffees, specialty coffees, is just a niche. In the whole market, right, it's nothing um, compared to the rest of the market. It's it's nothing. Um, so there are some. It, it, there are ad, ad other ways. It's, it's just trying to um, increase the consumption in um, producing countries. Uh, mm. There are some emerging markets as well. Asia, uh, hopefully at some point, Dubai, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working yeah. on it. <laughs> yes, we're all yes. working very hard over here on it. I promise you, there's an army of people over here that are working very hard to um, to make that happen over here. And 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 of course, empowering consumers as well. Mm. And in maybe there's there's there are some questions for consumers that are that they 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 are just trying to know. They are willing to. To know more about about the coffee, um, so it's it's up to us. It's up to the industry, um, and uh, maybe in, in my case because I also work. I, I'm just wearing a lot of hands here, uh, Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, I also work with um, huge companies with their um, uh, responsible sourcing managers, green coffee traders, 
mm-hmm. marketing people. And it um and we end up with um kind of a a movement, an auto-regulated um community to exposure their um um sourcing commitments that should be sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not talking about greenwashing uh strategies and interventions. I'm I'm talking about um um publicly they are setting their sustainability goals and their responsible sourcing practices. So it's it's up to the industry to um just to push this multinational yeah. maybe I'm a small roaster. Uh, I, I and maybe I need to um just make this public. Me, my announcement to my the, the next year or the next five years in a responsible sourcing. Um and trying to maybe push them or imitate the all, all the um strategies that have been taken for by these um, huge multinationals. It, it is it is fine as well. But asking them where's where's the, their impact reward? What who are what are their SDGs? I mean, and and trying to force them in on um and publicly identify ESGs. I mean, there's there are a lot of indicators on sustainability and, and economic sustainability that are maybe these these companies are can do, can quantify, can uh, publicly announce. So, so we need to be more eager. I mean, any coffee aficionado could force these companies and to for them to release all this information. Um, and again, uh, uh, if this is not certified coffee that they are willing to buy, uh, at least they need to set up um, a way of a standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Again, what is your responsible strategy for the next five years? Um, and producers, they need to adapt to that, um, to that need as well uh, and, and try to meet that, that demand. Mm. I, I'm most excited about over the next five years, watching the emergence of uh, local consuming markets in coffee origin countries. This is the thing for me that I think is going to bring the most benefit to producers if they can make it happen. Um, because then they don't need to sell. Uh, well, they they want the US dollars. I get it, and it's important to have the US dollars, and I, it's important to have that, and I understand. But I, from everyone that I've spoken to, producers aren't looking to get wealthy. Producers are just looking to get paid a reasonable living for what they're doing. And so I think that if that's the standard, uh, they're going to have a better shot at doing that from a broken system that doesn't seem to be working well for them. Now, you just mentioned something that I am very curious about talking to you about when it comes to the end consumer. And that's what our last episode for this series is going to be about, folks. We're going to talk about the economic impact of traders and buyers on the end consumer because I have some questions. So get ready, Belen. Join us in the next episode, folks. Peace of and peanut butter. Have an amazing rest of your day.
Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.